Hello, and welcome to Magic is Real, a podcast focused on the fascinating world of near-death experiences, spirit communication, and all things metaphysical and spiritual. The mission of this project is to share messages of hope and inspiration with others, and to spread the word that death is only an illusion. Thank you for being here with an open heart and mind. I wish you peace, light, and love always. and welcome to Magic is Real. I'm Shannon Torrance, and today I'm here with my friend Nikki Blair, who is a psychic medium. And I'm very excited to have her here because I met Nikki. We both took a class together. Um, I can say that it was Monica the Medium's class, but I just can't say that we were certified by her because we weren't. We just studied with her. She doesn't endorse us in any way. But she's an amazing teacher. Recommend her. She's one of the people that helped me kind of get to the next level. And Nikki was in that class as a standout in the class. So I met her and we read for each other for practice. And she has a really interesting, beautiful story of growth and healing that I wanted her to share here today. And then talk about our insights and her insights about communication with the spirit world. So Nikki Blair. Thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so happy to have you. I just want to first, before I forget, let everybody know that Nikki is on Instagram where you can see, and TikTok, where yeah. you can see clips of her readings. And they're so, she's so good. Um, and can you just tell us, and I'll put it underneath as well in the description, but what is your Instagram name and your TikTok name, just so I don't forget to, to say that? Okay, sure. Yeah. So my Instagram name is at spirit ESP and ET. And my TikTok is Nicole Blair 32. Thank you. Okay. So first, Nikki, I want to get to know you because you have a really beautiful story of recovery, of healing. And I'd love to start with your background, whatever you're comfortable sharing about how we're, we're kind of, we're going on this spiritual journey, right? Like how did it all begin? So how did your life begin? What were your spiritual attitudes and beliefs? How were you raised? Anything pertinent to your spiritual journey that you'd like to share? I'd love to hear. Yeah, sure. So I am um, Native American. I am from two different tribes in Washington State, Lummi and Nooksack. They are basically like on the border of Canada, like right on the on the coast. Um, but uh, like, as you know, like we're very spiritual. We're very in tune with um, the spirit side, ghosts, heaven, all of that. So I always grew up um, having this connection to the other side. I just didn't have like the proper tools to really understand what I was seeing and what I was experiencing. Um, but I always had this kind of gift to see spirit. Um, I would have some experiences when I was a kid, kind of freaky ones. Um, and they were just, I, I didn't realize until I got older that they were spirit and not ghosts or they were, they were spirit. They weren't ghosts. So like, and I was just so afraid, like I had no idea. So, um, yeah, so I, I always had this connection. Like I could see shadows. I could see people standing in my doorway. I would hear people in the middle of the night call my name, just weird stuff like that. So, um, but it, it, it always fascinated me once I started to, um, kind of, get more spiritual on my own. I had moved away from home and kind of did my own research. And um, that's when I came across Monica the Medium. And I loved her show. I loved her energy. I loved the way that she delivered messages. So I followed her for a long time before I even took her course and um, ended up taking the course with you, which was life-changing. I yeah. loved her. She was a great mentor. If anybody's looking to develop their gifts, I know that she still offers courses and she's just she was amazing so um after that my gifts just took off and I had um quit my job <laughs> and became a full-time medium so this is what I do now that's wonderful I love I I find it so interesting because I think my belief is that we all have this ability to varying yeah. degrees mm -hmm. and there's a reason why in the Native American culture there are so many uh, shamans and healers and and mediums because it's a matter of belief yeah and and so because you already are open to this 
you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily, and I'd love to hear, I'm asking you sort of to, yeah. to share your, because I didn't grow up that way. I'd love to hear your experience, but be, when it's so ingrained in the culture, you accept it as normal. Yeah. So you don't question it and therefore you're, you're a lot more open right. than right. other people in society who are, mm -hmm. have been sort of conditioned to shut that part of themselves down. So I'd love to hear about that uh, from your perspective. What was that like? It was really it was really interesting. So my, my mom was way more open. I, I actually got my gifts from her who got her gifts from her mom. Um, they're both clairvoyants and they're not really scared of anything. You know, they're not scared of ghosts. They're not afraid to ghost to F off and things like that. But yeah. my dad, on the other hand, he's a little bit more reserved. He does not like to talk about anything mushy, anything scary. He doesn't like, even when I talk about my mediumship, because it's so heavy and dense. So it is, it was kind of like this, um, I don't know, like they, they had a good balance for me is what it was. Like, um, I made sure to protect myself and things like that. Um, but it was, it was, um, it was interesting is what it was. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I just didn't have like the understanding or somebody to really tell me, like my parents were very spiritual, like they knew of the other side and they would kind of teach us these things um, about ghosts and spirits and life after death, the creator and mother earth and things like that. But they, they really didn't teach me how to connect. Does yeah. that make sense? So they really just taught me some of the basics. And so I wasn't, I wasn't afraid, like, I really did. I thought it was normal. Um, yeah. I grew up on the reservation. I, um, you know, all of my, like my family lived right next door to me, like my entire life. So yeah, it was, um, it was interesting to think back on some of the experiences I did that I've had some very weird ones. Now they make a lot more sense to me. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's why they were trying to get my attention. I was going through something deep and heavy and emotional. Like, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was fun too. Yeah. I want to dissect that and kind of break it up into parts because the other thing is a question that I want to ask you. I I will start by saying my ex-boyfriend said, he's like, well, you know, if you want to do this, that's fine. Just don't bring ghosts into this house. And I said, honey, they're not ghosts, they're spirit and they love you and they're your friend. I'm like, and they're your <laughs> friends and they love you. Uh, so what do you see the differences between, the difference is between ghosts and spirits? So ghosts for me, basically they feel like, um, I feel like they almost have this detachment from their own reality, right? Yeah. They almost feel like, um, like remnants of energy. Yeah. Their energy, sometimes their energy can be strong. I don't, I don't really know. I don't mess around with ghosts. Like I'm not a demon channeler. I'm not a ghost mm -hmm. channeler. Like I don't do any of that. I don't, I don't tap into anything negative. Um, but with spirit, their energy is just so uplifting and you can, you can feel the energy shift. Um, it, it, it is stronger. It's, it's different is what it yeah. is. It's like the best way that I can explain it, but I just, um, yeah, they, they're more loving. They're more, they're more open and they feel like they have like a, they have more knowledge is what it feels like rather than mm -hmm. ghosts. I feel like they're still, I feel like they only know from their previous life. Do you know what I mean? Like the knowledge yeah. that they had from their previous life where they, again, they feel like they're almost like stuck in time. Yeah. I always sense. thought that ghosts were more like just imprints of yeah. negativity. It's yeah. like, it's more of a negative energy when people say their house is haunted a right. lot of times. And I don't, I, I can't speak to dark energies because I don't work with them. I, I'm open to the fact that they may exist, but I don't, I, I'm, I'm more, I'm a little bit more, um, agnostic about them. But one thing I do believe is that when something negative happens, like a murder or something very violent, mm -hmm. it's not so much that that like murder victim or that killer right. are still stuck there because there's this no. idea of stuck spirits. Yeah, It's more of this negative energy that just permeates right. and it keeps sort of replaying. But I don't feel like their souls are actually still there reliving it. Mm -hmm. It's it's just, it's just an imprint from what I understand and what I've experienced. Can you speak to that a little bit? Oh yeah. And this is something that, um, spirit has told me during my readings and I've had people come to me and they were like, I, I feel like my loved one's here. Like we pass in a terrible way. And I'm like, well, how awful would that be to have to live in that like sort of pain? No, 
like feeling like your loved one wasn't at peace. But from my understanding, I mean, we have spirit guides that help us cross over. We have angels that help us cross over. We also have our other departed loved ones that help us cross over. So really does it happen? They don't cross over in the way that they, they should. Does that yeah. make sense? I and really, and that. it's just that energy like the, the energy does get stuck because you can feel it and whenever you go into like an old building or uh, uh, someplace where something really dense and heavy and scary happened you can feel the heaviness and yeah. it does it does feel like it plays over and over not necessarily like a a ghost right you know? I don't think the spirits are like why would they hang out there when they're on the other side they'd yeah. rather hang out with their loved ones and yeah and and come you know they don't I don't I don't know I don't really completely believe in stuck spirits. I don't think God makes mistakes in that way, but I'm sure there's some other stuff I don't, we don't have to go into right now, but that's kind of my impression too, is it's not that they get stuck. It's yeah. just, there's like a shadow of what happened there still. Right. Yeah. Now, um, I know too, I'd love to talk about your journey too, because I know that you have a, you've talked about it publicly. So this is yep, why yep. I bring it up. And I also uh, have an addiction recovery story so that I'm very open about. But I love these stories of healing, like just how we come out on the other side. Um, and before I started this podcast, I wanted to start one about people who overcome obstacles. And I'm still planning to do that. I just don't have time to do it right now. So yeah. I love the mix of the two. I love to hear about how we recover from pain and how we heal. So I love to hear your story, however, wherever you want to start with it. Okay, great. Yeah. So um, I have been, um, I've been clean for, I want to say 12 going on 13 years. And, um, I was basically like a raging addict for a long time. My, my drug use started from a really young age. Um, it started when I was like, I want to say 15 is when I felt like I was like, okay, I, I'm not just experimenting anymore. I'm kind of getting into this like deep, heavy stuff. Um, but it started young at first. It started just at like 13 and 12, just partying with my friends. And then um, it just escalated from there, from drinking to smoking to pills and then to heroin. So it was a lot of heavy stuff all before the age of 20. And it wasn't, wasn't until I was like 17 to 20 is when it got really, really dark and scary. Um, and I just, I... I want to say I just I woke up and I just I was looking at myself in the mirror my pants weren't fitting me anymore they're like falling off my waist I um you know and at that point I was already using heroin for like a good year at age I want to say 19 um and so I just was like I don't know how I hadn't eaten in so long and um you know I don't know a whole lot about your your, your story as well, um, around addiction, but it, it, like, I wasn't eating, I wasn't drinking, like, the, this is all I did, like, I couldn't even, couldn't even function without getting up and using, and, you know, I mean, I'm surprised that I didn't pass away, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just crazy, the amount of, um, trauma that I put my body through, and, um, I decided to go to treatment, just, I decided that enough was enough, and it really took me, um, a long time to get to that point to realize, like, I don't think I can do this anymore. Like, I think I need help. Like, I don't, my, I, and the moment that I realized was I started watching my friends live happy, normal lives. And I was like, this isn't happy. Like, this isn't what I'm doing. Like, I'm lonely. I'm sad. I'm depressed. I'm sick all the time. Like, I look sickly. I'm like 95 pounds, you know, just, um, and it was like really, it was really eye opening to watch my friends kind of not want to be around me anymore. Like the friends that I had grown up with, they were like, they, they didn't want anything to do with me because I was strung out. Like I wasn't myself. Yeah. Like I just, you know, um, so I realized I'm like, I would watch my friends move away and they were living in different countries. And I'm like, when will I get to do that? Like, I'm not even in college. Like I'm not, um, I can't function without this. I'm not thinking clearly. Um, and so decided to get clean, um, went to treatment and then I had moved away to, um, go live with my boyfriend who is now my husband. Me and my husband, um, actually, actually have been together since we were 13 middle wow. school, high school sweethearts. And, and you um, stuck together through all of that. 
Yes, he's been so, he's been so supportive. He is one of the main reasons, like, I, why I feel like I was able to pull through in the way that I did. He's been such a good, supportive person. He also knows my situation. It wasn't the best situation growing up and yeah. the trauma that I've been through. So he's very, very understanding. And yeah, I was going to ask you just not to, you don't have to like relay the trauma, but I was going to ask from a spiritual perspective, what was it that led you to needing to fill that emptiness? You know, like what was, what were you trying to fill and, and how did that make you feel? I feel like I was just trying to find myself. Like I didn't even know what I wanted to do with myself. I didn't know like what I wanted out of life, or I didn't even know what I wanted from like day to day. Mm -hmm. I had no, I was so disconnected from my own, my own self. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cause once you're at that point, like that's all it is. You wake up, you use, you try and figure out like how you're going to get your next, you know, the next shot and like how you're going to drive there. Who's going to drop you off? Where are you going to get it from? Like, that's all your life becomes. And so I was just so disconnected from myself. Like I wasn't living like the normal 19 year old yeah. was, you know, like I was just, that's all it was. Um, and so I did, I just, I wanted to start that process. I'm like, I feel like I want to live, like I can't do this anymore. Um, and that's, that's what really, what kicked it for me is just, let's do it. Let's go that's after amazing. that. I, yeah. And so I moved, moved away to Korea. We were there for three months. Um, and then we, we were married there. We got stationed to El Paso. Um, we were there for three years, had my son. Um, and so, yeah, we've kind of just been on this back and forth around the world trip with the army because my husband is military. So we're lucky enough and blessed enough to kind of experience the world in that yeah. way. Yeah. And I, the interest I have in that is um, because I believe that addiction is a spiritual malady. I mean, not, not to say that I don't mean that you have to believe in God or you have to be religious or in fact, I'm not religious, but mm -hmm. it's a spiritual malady in that I'm a sex and love addict. So I've always said that in my, just from what I've seen, my theory is that all addictions, whether it's drugs, alcohol, shopping, whatever it is, mm -hmm. come from a lack of uh, love. I mean, just self-love because yeah. all the people in the world can love you. Yeah. But it doesn't make a difference. And I, my whole thing was reaching out for validation from everybody around me to the point of draining them because it was never enough to make me feel like I was okay. I was, I was enough. And um, so I think I'd love to, so going back to the spiritual aspect of it, I know that I was just filling this unfillable hole. Like I just couldn't fill that God and what they call the God-sized hole. Take yeah. that as it resonates. God can be anything that you, the greater, the greater universe, whatever it is to you. Um, and so I'd love to hear too, what role did your spirituality, did spirituality play in either using in the first place, meaning like, was it a lack of spirit? You know, was there a lack yeah. there? And was there, did spirituality, spirituality play any role in your recovery or was it really just like I'm sick of this and and that's I feel like it definitely was um you know I I I had OD'd once and I um luckily my friends I don't know how they brought me back to life I don't know what it was but I always felt like there was somebody who was there protecting me and now that I'm a medium and I'm tapped into the other side into my own self I actually feel like it was one of my aunts who stopped me from crossing over I don't remember anything it was just pitch black but sometimes when I go into meditation and I think about it I I feel like I see her sometimes because they'll bring my guides will bring me back and forth and try and heal old traumas and things like that so I do feel like um I had some sort of guardian angel or um one of my other departed loved ones and I feel like with my use I don't feel like maybe it was a lack of love I had just, um, I don't know, like, and I didn't really feel like I was filling a hole. Like I just, when I was younger, I was just like, I like to get high, like, yeah. you know, that yeah. was it. Like at first I was experimenting. And then after that, I'm like, I like it more. Like, I like it more. Like I'm going to try something else. And it wasn't really like I was feeling a hole or like trying to hide from my feelings. Like, but I had been through so much. Like, I, I guess I was just kind of 
always in that like lower state um, of depression or like whatever it was, you know, I was always dealing with something. Um, but I didn't feel like I was masking anything or trying to fill a void. Like, I don't feel like it was love. I don't feel like it was a connection or a lack of spiritual connection. I just felt like, I, like I did it to myself just, just because I don't know, yeah. maybe it was just meant to be this way. I don't feel like if I hadn't gone through that, I don't think I would be where I am today. I don't, I have no idea where I would be today. Um, but I, I'm glad that I did do it when I was younger rather than in my twenties, um, and trying to deal with that now. So, um, yeah, I don't think it was a lack of anything. I just, yeah, I think so. I did get high. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes when you're young yeah. and you're partying, you're like, Oh, yeah. I like this. It's I drank a lot in high school and college and I, and I was never an alcoholic, but there was, it's just like that first beer. It's like, Oh, all my anxiety is gone. I feel good. I feel confident where I didn't before. Like yeah. I was always more like socially anxious and suddenly I'm like, oh, I can, I feel great. And it might yeah. have loving family and like a wonder, the, no trauma, just really, I don't think to speak of other than my own anxiety. And, mm -hmm. um, but you can just kind of get into that. Oh, this is really nice. Like it feels really good to kind of let go of the 3D world and just yeah. sort of drift away. So I like, I thank you for pointing that out too, that it's not always like I'm in pain and I just want to drink the pain away yeah. sometimes it's yeah. just like I really like this and, yeah. your, and your brain's like dopamine or whatever it's fun yeah. and yeah. then before you know it you're dependent but I'd love yeah. to know how you when after you got married and you or sort of along the way how you refound spirituality uh, or your connection with spirit I would say and and also you had said that you when you were a child you saw spirit mm -hmm when you were using, did you still have those experiences? Not at all. Yeah. Nothing. There was like a, like a complete disconnect. Yeah. And I feel like maybe there was a few times where I had some sort of maybe like psychic visions. Um, and I don't know if it was just like my state of consciousness, my state of awareness. I have no idea. Cause I also did a lot of psychedelic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening to this, but like, <laughs> I mean, it's just true. Like I, you know, I would have those types of, I would, I would use those a lot, a lot of mushrooms, um, to really, yeah. So, I mean, maybe I did, maybe I did have some sort of, and kind of, maybe I had some sort of experience and just like played it off Yeah, as just something else. I, I don't know. I was so young, you know, it's hard to have like that deep connection to the other side or spirit or ghosts or anything like that when you're only 16, yeah. 17. And so. if you do, you don't even have a context for it. So you're yeah. you just kind of yeah. brush it off. Um, and then before we go on to, because I do want to know the reconnection and and when you started to feel called again to engage with the spirit world, but were there any experiences as a kid that stand out or was it more just like you said, like this constant awareness of spirit around you and shadows? And um, can you remember any really specifically mind-blowing experiences? I'd yeah. love to hear them if you can. Yeah. My aunt, uh, my aunt lived next door to my dad and she would babysit us when my dad would go to work because he um, worked during the nighttime. So we were constantly always at my grandparents' house, my aunt's house. And I remember one time I was getting ready for bed and I was walking back to my bedroom and I had looked to the right and I seen this old lady and it was literally like she appeared from like nothing to like almost like here in this world. And I'm like, what is that? And I was, I want to say it was maybe six maybe six um so obviously I was freaked out um thought it was a ghost told my aunt went running out screaming and running out of the room and she was like okay well we're gonna light some sage we're gonna light a candle whatever say a prayer um that was like the main one that's the main experience that I really mm -hmm. think about and I don't even know if it was a ghost or a spirit sometimes I wonder if it was me in a different time. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. like me, because I, I do this sometimes where I go back and I revisit myself from a younger age, like my, like me, myself, when I'm in meditation, I'll go back. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want to heal. I want to let little 16 year old Nikki know that she's loved and I'm just going to send her love and hopefully she can heal from there. And, and so I, I always wonder if that was me because it, it was hard to tell. Like she looked Native American. She had very, she had dark skin she was really short she was very very fragile I always wonder if that was me oh, that's, yeah <laughs> and now I can see that could be a possibility you know? yeah 
Yeah. When you see these, when you saw them, I always just wonder this. Was she like transparent or was she, it, was it like there was a woman in your room? It, so at first, like it was nothing. And then she became transparent. And then it was almost as if, because like I locked eyes with her, that she became like more real, if, if yes. that makes sense, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't That's know. That's so just... cool. I, I always <laughs> yeah. wish for that experience. Maybe not in like my bedroom alone at night, but just, yeah. just for the extra validation that, okay, I'm not crazy. This is really happening. <laughs> um <laughs> And is there anything else from that time period you wanted to share? Like other experiences um, where that are Yeah, kind of- so I mean, I would have a little experiences here and here and there, like where I would hear somebody say my name yeah. in the middle of the night or somebody like touch my hand or play with my hair, you know, just small things like that. I never knew who it was, who it was connected to. But that's basically it. That's um, yeah. you know, I would always be upfront and um, upfront about it with my parents. I'm like, well, maybe you should just light a candle, say, say a prayer or, yeah. you know, something along those lines. So those are the main ones that I, yeah, that it's so it, to them, it's, it's normal. I mean, it sounds yeah. like it's just like, <laughs> yeah. oh yeah, there goes a spirit. Yeah. Um, and so after you get clean and you start a family, what, tell me the, like the kind of, I guess the journey from now you're you're in recovery you're healing you're getting back to yourself and your soul what sort of pulled you back in I I honestly want to say um I started watching tv shows um like Monica the Medium and Teresa Caputo you know because they were kind of like the first ones like there was like Sylvia Brown and she was kind of on that Montel Williams show but she was more of a psychic she wasn't necessarily just a medium whereas you know Teresa Caputo and Monica the Medium they're basically mediums where they're really connected to the other side and so that's what really opened up my mind and I was in Germany at the time because we were stationed and started watching them and I remember just having like my own experiences watching them give readings to people I'm like wow I feel like that healed me a little bit like Mm -hmm. why am I crying like why am I getting the goosebumps like this is not my reading you know and I and I felt very very drawn to it not knowing that it was that that like that pull towards it was going to lead me there um so we get stationed in Alaska which is a really weird place by the way we're stationed in um Fairbanks, Alaska, which is in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. by the way. So it's really cold, um, really dark, <laughs> lots of snow. And I would have some really profound experiences there that I had no idea that were connected to like ETs or inter- interdimensional spirit ghosts and things like that. Um, and then I, I had seen some crystals that I was just drawn to, not knowing like their their abilities or you know the properties that they had I was just kind of drawn to crystals and so I would pick some up here and there and I'm like okay I'm just gonna hold this crystal I had no idea how to use it I was just like I would keep them in like the the armrest of my couch and so I have like a little handful of them and I take them out and I just like put one in my pocket and that was it and um a friend of mine um she's actually one of my best friends now her name is Priscilla. She lived next door to me and she was completely spiritual, super open to everything. Um, she had already gone through like her second awakening, you know, really deep into it. And she kind of helped me, um, kind of realize some of the own experiences that I was having and that there was like validity to them, you know, that they weren't just like, Oh, it's just my imagination. Or maybe this is what it is. She had some like logical, um, reasoning behind my own experiences, which made sense to me and which I liked because, like I had no idea there was so much more than just ghosts and spirits and death yeah. and life, you know, like there was so much, just, there's so much to spirituality that, um, can you talk a little bit about that? The interdimensional, I forget the way you worded it, but, um, interdimensional beings. Yeah. Interdimensional beings. Cause I, I'm actually a uh, little teaser going to have, um, a researcher on, she actually connects with UFOs and has oh, beautiful it. pictures of them. And I'm so excited to have her. And, the reason I'm mentioning that is because I, I was always skeptical about like UFO abductions and stuff, even though I have seen a U, maybe two, I've, I, when I was a kid, I saw a UFO in the backyard, completely mm-hmm. silent, but it was hovering without a sound. And it was like oh a God. triangle with different lights. And this was in the eighties. Wow. And then it just lifted up and left. And um, 
And the next day, I guess it was in the paper. My friend was like, my mom said that that, that you know, was <laughs> in the local paper because we didn't have internet back then. Um, and so I, I was open to it, but I always thought of spirituality and that stuff is like sensational, like not real. But now I'm understanding that it's yeah. all one in the same. And I actually saw an interdimensional being myself when I was 14. Oh Anyone who's listened to this has heard me tell this a hundred times. Uh, briefly, I saw this bright blue glowing orb in my bedroom. As soon as I turned off the light, it, it was like Tinkerbell. It was, I never knew was that, what was that? And now yeah. I think it might've been something like a, not a UFO, but like alien, like an alien life form. But right. I want to kind of talk about that because I thought they were separate. And now I understand that it's all part of the same system and that all, spirituality. Yeah. We're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me if you would, can you tell me about your experience and then um, also what you know about that? Yeah. So I first started getting, I mean, I've always been interested in aliens from a very, very young age. Like I always wanted to get abducted. Like yeah. one of those weirdos that like wanted to go up to the woods and get abducted that way. Um, so I just had like a fascination with them. And it wasn't until I saw one of Dr. Greer's, um, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's, he's really, he's super famous in the UFO community. He came out with this documentary that basically taught you how to connect to ET beings um, and not just ET beings, but interdimensionals, multidimensionals, because I mean, they're basically the same, but they, they live and exist at a higher frequency. So you can't see them here in the physical world, but when they come into this world, they, it's almost as if it it's basically looks like a ball of light or like a melon of light. Right. Um, Sorry, my mind just, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> I try, I don't it, do, but it's, I, it's, that's what it was. Yeah. Just solve this right? for me. There's, there's no source. It literally just looks like a ball yeah. and it's just like light. Like you can't see any edges. Um, and basically what it, I, from my understanding is they're like phasing in and out of the three-dimensional world and their world. So that's what it kind of looks like. And, um, I had a really crazy experience when I started to learn to tap into them uh, and from a peaceful place, like nothing crazy. Yeah. Like I, you know, nothing scary. Like I wanted to have peaceful contact with them. So I started having contact with different types of entities and beings, and sometimes they would show up to me and like a triangle form formation, they would literally just be balls of light. I had no idea like where they came from, what they called themselves, but the only, I'm like, how is it I'm able to communicate with you? And they said, well, why don't you think about how you communicate with spirit? You, you're reaching higher states of frequency. We don't live at this frequency. We live at a higher frequency. So you're basically connecting with them the same way that you're connecting with us. I'm like that makes so much sense to me so like you know what I mean so if I want to connect with them I can do that in that exact same way so um but I started having really crazy experiences in 2020 2020 was like a really amazing year for me I um you know unfortunately it was awful for some people who had gone sick and, and passed away but for me it was so it was just I'm so grateful for it because it allowed me to tune in and I was meditating like an, an hour hours at a time and um that's when the experiences started happening I remember one time I was laying in my bed and I had meditated before with the intent to connect with them and I fell asleep I was the only one in my bedroom and for some reason I rolled over and I looked out this window right here and there was a ball of light literally hovering at my window and my I got scared and it lifted up and then disappeared. That's what happened. That's what I saw. <laughs> it was that's so... exactly what happened. It, <laughs> it zipped back and forth. It looked at me like this and it just shot straight up in the air and was gone. Oh my goodness. That's, that's incredible. That, and, and again, like, I feel like the only reason that it disappeared like that was because it sensed that I was scared because yeah. I mean, it was in the middle of the night. I um, screamed. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I was scared. Yeah. Even though I had connected them with before, it was just crazy to see them outside my window and here in the physical world. Do you know what I mean? So um, I always think about that. I'm always grateful. I'm always like, please come back. Like, I promise I will be scared next time, <laughs> you know? So um, that was one of the main ones, one of the main experiences that I've had with them. Super you, grateful for it. Can you tell us, because I'm curious, how do you, because this is part of what the 
who I'm having on, um, mm-hmm. she's going to, this is what she does is she summons them and they, and she, yeah. and she takes videos of them and it's like yes. a regular thing. And yeah. I've actually wanted to start doing that. What's it called? C- CE5. E5. Thank you. E5, yeah. Is that what you were doing? Yes. And if so, can you explain it? Because I'm so into it. So yeah. And basically is because we're all energy, right? And so when you start to raise your vibration, you go into meditation with the intent to connect to basically whoever's out there. So you kind of act as like this antenna, right? Because everything's about intent and um, they can pick up on it, that that little antenna or that energy frequency or um, energy stamp or whatever it is you want to call it. And they make this and they connect with you just in the way that spirit does. Like you connect with spirit. So you can communicate with them. You can have, um, sometimes what you can do is ask them to show up above your house or have those types of experiences. Um, or you can just kind of keep it within like your mind's eye, that consciousness, because your consciousness is not, it doesn't stay in your body, has the ability to move in and out of this world and 3d and, um, has the ability to travel. So that's, that's what I do is you sit in, sit in meditation and then with that intent, say, I want to connect with ET beings who are, who are peaceful, who are loving, who are kind. Um, and you kind of pinpoint what you do is you kind of do this thing where you lift up out of your body and kind of pinpoint where you're at in the world. So they get an idea, even though they don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Um, but th- that's basically what it teaches you is to kind of um, zero in on your location. If that makes sense. I'm so fascinated. I actually... Yeah was in a, I did, I went to one sort of intuitive development circle here in Virginia, but it's like an hour away. So I only could go one time, but they were doing that. And I, the next night, and I was like, I want to do this. I actually have to text the woman. Cause I'm, they sit out in a field on her farm yeah. Yeah. and I am, I'm like this year, this is the year I'm going to do CE5. I don't mm-hmm. know if CE5 is yeah. the term, but yeah. uh, I'm so interested because it was that interdimensional being I saw and you literally just cemented it for me that that's mm-hmm. what that was for sure I yeah. had this I've been talking about it with people going I think it might have been like an alien being that came through dimensions because it showed up out of nowhere it was like and then some people were like I think it was your spirit guides and I'm like yeah but as I got older I was like I think it was like from another I mean I don't think there's necessarily a huge difference between spirit consciousness and as you said interdimensional beings I think we're all part of that same system Mm -hmm. and you'll hear people that find out that they have other lifetimes um like what's his name um um was it Matthias how does he pronounce his name Matthias uh who oh I love uh, Matthias Matthias, yeah yeah I don't know his last name but yeah I know it I'm well I know (laughs) but he remembers all of his other lifetimes and he can remember being in other in Atlantis yeah Atlantis that's yeah. right and if you told me this 10 years ago I would have been like that is such yep. BS like right? that is not real <laughs> yeah. what is that person's problem but yeah. if you hear someone like him speak I want to say it's like De Stefano or something like that but um yeah. uh I'll have to look I'll put his a link to him below but the, he's so grounded and so smart and like lovely and just normal and it's really opening up this whole curiosity in me mm-hmm. about it's like, I remember seeing the movie Contact when I was a kid yeah, with Jodie Foster and Matthew McConaughey. And I was so bummed when it was like, oh, it's not really aliens. It's just like her dead father. And I was like, that's lame. Yeah. Now I think it's actually was very accurate that she was uh, Jodie Foster's characters making contact. <clears throat> and at the end, it turns out she's making contact with spirit. And yeah. that seemed boring at the time. I think now it really explains. I think it's very accurate. Yeah. Um so you start sort of connecting with these interdimensional beings. How do you, do you, I would assume you, you receive information from them the way that you do from spirit, but I'd love yeah. to hear how you, Nikki, receive that information and what kinds of things do they say? So a lot of the times they'll give me, they'll act as kind of like a guide, like a spirit guide. And I actually refer to them as kind of like my high council where I have like a spirit team from, you know, like of spirit guides and, um, guardian angels and things like that, who I kind of go to if I need help here in the physical world. But I feel like the high council helps me on a deeper, like soul level, if that makes sense. So sometimes um, they don't have anything to say. They'll come forward with just like unconditional love 
um, unconditional gratitude. And that's the best way to tell the difference too, is this is something that my guides had taught me is like dark entities only know darkness, hate, fear, and lighter entities, they only emanate unconditional love and gratitude. So if you're trying to connect with ET beings and if you're unsure, just say, hey, send me unconditional love and gratitude. And if they do, then that's how you know you're connecting with a higher higher being, if that makes sense. Um, and the way that they communicate with me is exactly how spirit does. So either within my mind's eye or uh, my thoughts voice. And sometimes I'll channel them. I'll kind of sit there and, and channel them um, just with like automatic writing. Mm-hmm. Haven't done that in a long time. But yeah, just basically how I connect with spirit. That's really cool. And I know we've talked about it some on this uh, show, but I'd love to talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Is if you can explain how we, how but how you receive information from spirit. So when we give a reading, I'd love to hear your perspective on how is it that we communicate with unseen entities and give a reading how do we receive the information how do we interpret it according to nikki yeah so when i when i sit down with a client and i ask their loved ones to come forward their loved ones really come with them this is something that i always tell my clients is like your loved ones are always with you and it's because of the unconditional love and bond that we shared with them that can never be broken across space and time i don't necessarily believe heaven exists beyond space and time i kind of believe it exists in and around us. Um, and so when I ask them to step forward, sometimes they'll start showing me um, what I what we call a spirit dictionary. They'll start showing me these little signs and symbols that have meanings attached to them. They'll show me one after one after one and kind of lead me down a path where they're trying to deliver a message, mm-hmm. right? And so it looks like little movie clips. Sometimes it's right in my face. Sometimes it's not very clear at all. Sometimes it's in color, sometimes it's in black and white. I have no idea. Um, and other times, like I will hear them. I will hear them within my thoughts voice. So I have to really be quiet, have to make sure that I'm kind of tuning out all the other noises that I hear around me and um, pay attention to what spirit's trying to say. And f- really from my understanding is they're not really like saying anything like we are here in the physical world. They're kind of sending us these little energy blocks, if that makes sense, because they're connecting through energy is what it is. And we're so sen- like we're so sensitive that we're able to interpret it that way. Does that make sense? Yes. I love that you said that because you and I were talking before we started filming about how it's not a perfect art. It can be tricky sometimes to, to figure out what it is they're quote unquote saying. Yeah. And that it takes a while. It's like, I always tell my clients, it's a game of charades. So we're going to work together because we're going to play a game of charades and it's going to be like, sounds like, looks like, feels like, and then you're going to kind of help me fill in the blanks because I don't know what all this means. Um, And that's, that's where kind of where it goes. Um, But it's not in language. I mean, occasionally, yes, I'll hear a word and be like, what does this word mean? And they'll know what the word means but they don't speak in sentences. And that's yeah. why people are like, well, why, if you're so good, why doesn't spirit just tell you? Like, <laughs> yeah. because they're on a totally different vibrational yeah. plane. Yeah, they're not here to feed your ego or <laughs> to answer all the questions of the world. Plus they don't have that ability, I feel. You know, it really depends on each soul. Each soul has their own evolution, their own understanding of their existence and things like that. So um, we don't have all the answers. And if we did, like, obviously I don't think we'd be here. So. <laughs> Right. Well, none of us would be here because that's the whole point. And also all of us would be communicating with other beings. And so it wouldn't be, you wouldn't need someone like me or you to help facilitate that. Um, Can you kind of give me, I guess, I know, you know, we always hold our clients uh, privacy sacred and we always ask for permission, you know, but are there any, can can you kind of give an example of I don't know, maybe a reading that stands out to you where something was so, I don't know, that's a very broad question, but just something that actually even surprised you or that was like, oh my goodness, like, listen, like, look how spirit works through us. It's so right. that, cause I, I know you and I talked too about, there are times where you're like, you don't doubt it, you know it, but Right. Even you will be surprised by what comes through. And then you're like, okay, I yes. know I'm not making this up now because I'm constantly looking for reassurance. Like, right. So yeah. yeah, anything that comes to mind for you? I've connected with some really cool souls. Um, I actually started teaching mediumship like a year ago and I had used um, 
this girl's mom because she was such an amazing communicator. She would, um, you could literally ask her a question and she would show you in different ways. And even if, because you know how not all soul, souls are the best communicators. Some yeah. of them are better. Some of them are worse. Some of them are kind of choppy. Some of them are kind of quiet. It really just depends. But with this soul, um, I won't give you her, her name or anything, but you could ask her any sort of question and she could answer it, answer you or show you, which yeah. I absolutely love. And she was such an amazing, loving, giving soul here in the physical world that she took that with her to the other side so she's still that same person um still the same soul I should say not really yeah. person she's yeah. she's just energy and um you know just like this ball of energy and spirit basically um but yeah I do have these experiences where I I even surprise myself yeah. because I, I mean it is it's incredible the things and I just like that too like I'm just like wow how did I get that like how did they show that yeah. to me that is so specific like how and even when they show you right like sometimes they're just it's just like an impression where it's like I feel like this is it so I'm just gonna say it how I'm feeling and they're like yes. that is spot on that's exactly how it happened and I I don't know I can't really explain it but I um I still have those like aha moments, like, wow, I can't believe I, I love what I do. And this is why I plan to do this for the rest of my life because every reading is different and it's, mm -hmm. it's exciting. And I love to give back. And I just, I love connecting with the spirit. You know? I do too. And I, I love, I think that's like a really, I love, I love that you said that. Cause I think this might be like a really nice kind of area to, I say end with, but kind of in conclusion, like why we do this work. We were talking about how every spirit communicates so differently to the point where a common issue that mediums have, I'm finding, and it's so comforting to know, is that some of my readings are just, I, they, I've said it, they, it's like they hand me the information on a platter. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. It's one thing after another. It's like, I'm not even doing, I feel like they're just giving me this happened and this happened and I was this person yeah. and I'm like, what I, and names will start flowing out of my mouth. Like, yeah. Who's Robert? Who's Cassandra? Who, they're like, that's my whole family. And I'm like, I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get to the next reading where I'm like, I ask loved ones to come in and I don't feel a lot. And I'm like, okay, yeah. this either means person doesn't have a strong need. They have so many people on the other side, but none yeah. stand out from the crowd. Like right. being, this is the person they want to yes. talk with, or it is someone very close with them, but they were very quiet and reserved. Yes. And um, I had a reading last week where I knew it was the mom. I mean, she made the appointment weeks ago. And I, the whole time, I'm like, I know it's her mom. I know it's her mom. So I sit down, but it's her and her sister and her daughter. And I'm like, okay, I have to come through. And suddenly I'm just like, I don't feel anything really. Yeah. But then I, instead of going, okay, I just said to her, is your mother just very reserved and doesn't want to talk about herself a lot? Doesn't want to share personal. She's like, yep, that's mom. So <laughs> they all communicate. Some yeah. of them are so effusive and you feel the energy and you're like, right. oh, I love this person. This is so fun. And this woman was like terse and like didn't really want to. She, she kind yeah. of said like, I don't want to share with this lady. I don't know her. And <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like that. And so, yeah. but what we were saying is that part of our job is, okay, whether we have to work with that. Yeah. And so I think part of what we also are able to offer is the connection between mm -hmm. not only the sitter and ourselves, like offering them space and yeah. holding space yeah. for them in their grief, but also um, just to give them that sense of comfort and, and have someone to listen to them. There's so much involved. It's not just connecting with the other side, which it is. Yeah. It's also connecting with them as a person mm -hmm. and letting them share things. Ta I would love to hear you speak a little bit about that in whatever way you'd like to. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I totally agree. It is sometimes it feels like a, a miniature like therapy session too. Some people yeah. are more willing to talk about themselves. Some people are more willing to talk about their trauma, the things that they need to heal, all of that. And other people are just kind of like, well, I'm just going to be sitting here while you do your thing. And I'm only going to give you one word answers. Yeah. And, you know, it really depends. And, um, yeah. So, and, and some souls are more chatty. Some souls will come forward with those same characteristics that they had here in the physical world. And not that they still have those on the other side, but what they do is they kind of reflect those same 
those same characteristics so that their loved one knows that it's them. Does that make sense? So it's not Absolutely. like they're going to be like um, reserved for the rest of their existence on the other side. They kind of just like, because I, I believe that we've had multiple lives here in the physical world. So they what they do is they reflect some of those characteristics that they had so that their loved one can understand. That um, makes sense. Uh, one of my viewers asked a question, and I'm actually going to address it with a, another medium as a, another episode, but um, the question, and we're going to talk about it from her, her perspective, but the question was, if spirits are so evolved once they cross over, why do they still come through with some of these characteristics that are like mm -hmm. stubborn or, you know, yeah. it's like, but haven't they changed since they've been on the yeah. other side? Why are they still judgmental? Why are they still being yeah. critical? Yeah, yeah. And and that's the best way that they explained it to me because I'm like, why would somebody come forward kind of grumpy? Like if they have this opportunity to talk to their loved one, they're like, he was like, Look, I'm not this way. Like I I emanate, I still emanate unconditional love and gratitude, okay. but I'm just coming forward with these characteristics so that way you your 3D brain can wrap your mind around it and understand that this is a a, per, a person that once I did have a body, I had a relationship with this person, like we had experiences together. These are the experiences. So talk about the way that I, I had a lisp or the way that I walked or the, you know, how grouchy I was on Sunday mornings or whatever it was, you know, like very super specific things like that. So they really just kind of um, reflect those characteristics just so that way we can recognize them. But they, they're always, they're always adamant, like, no, we're not going to live this way for the rest of our existence. We're we're just showing up this way, so that way we're lowering our lowering our vibration, so that way you can connect with it in that way. Does that make sense? So that Absolutely, interpret yeah. it that way. They're lowering their vibration to meet us where we are. That yeah. makes total sense. Um, and then also, you you and I talked about how people assume because if you watch the Long Island Medium or whatever, they show her walking up to strangers in the grocery store. And <laughs> yeah like seeing spirit everywhere. And so I think some yeah. mediums do see spirit everywhere, yeah. but uh, we've talked about the fact that occasionally we might get a spirit come in where we're like, oh, there's someone here. Um, sorry, my nose is itchy, um, which some people think is a spiritual sign. I think it's just an itch, but uh, you never know. Cause I do feel, I, I told you I, this whole time that we were together, there's a, I feel we, we both felt spirit there. And I, and we were saying, it's not like I look at you and I'm like, I see your grandma standing right next yeah. to you. I don't walk no. up to, through the world no. with that happening. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm in a grocery store line, I'll just do it because I'm bored. And I'm like, let me right. see if I can I do pick too. anything up. <laughs> yeah. I do that too. We're medium nerds. Yeah. I'm always yeah. like, well, I'm not going to like read them, but let me just see if anyone comes through and just practice kind of while I'm standing here. And, uh, but for me, I, and I'd love to hear your process of, I don't, it doesn't happen to me unless I'm intending it to happen. Yeah. Or sometimes if I'm talking about mediumship with somebody at a party, suddenly their loved ones, when they're like, oh, that's so cool. I told you sometimes I've ended up reading someone. Yeah. Um, but we also talked about how sometimes I'm like, I know their mom's here. I just don't, I'm not like in the zone to do a whole right. reading. So I don't want to be like, yeah. your mom's here. Oh, really? What? She had someone <laughs> who said she yeah. had edema. Yeah. And you're like, uh-huh. That's all I've got. Yeah. I'm at a party yeah. and I'm not in like the full, I haven't asked yeah. spirit to come in. I haven't said my prayer. Yeah. So yeah. tell me what that's like for you. And also for people that don't know, like, how do we set up for a reading? I mean, everyone's different, but how do you? Yeah. So, and I don't read people out in public either, because I believe that people should have the choice to choose where they want healing and when they want healing. And it's just rude. I feel like I don't know what their background is. I don't know what their religious beliefs are. So I don't bring it up ever, especially not here down in the Bible belt. So, yeah. um, yeah. And sometimes I'll pick up on spirit, but I'm not always open because I believe that I should be able to live my life without having the need to tap into spirit all the time, everywhere I go. It's, it's exhausting. You would lose disconnect from reality. I think yeah. very, very fast. So I don't do that. And that's all really just for show. Whenever you see it on Monica, the medium or Teresa Caputo or James Bond Prague, whatever it is, um, you know, they just read so many people out in public like I I I don't do that at all so and I did one time like I like we had talked about before was I had read somebody when I was at a friend's house and I asked spirit to step forward and I knew it was her mom and then she just showed me yellow and I'm like I don't know what this is I have no context for it why is she showing me yellow and she was like well she was jaundiced right before she passed away and I'm like 
wow, that's weird. And then instantly I felt her mom step back and I'm like, okay, like, I don't <laughs> think I have anything else for you. I'm sorry that I did this. Like, I don't really know. And it is because you, I feel like I, for me, I have to have a process. I have to be in the right state of mind. I have to feel good about myself. I have to feel good about the experiences that the places that I'm at, the, ex, the, the experiences that I had during that day or that week, I have to be in the right space, the right headspace mm-hmm. to connect the spirit, to have a really good, strong connection. Um, so I will meditate anywhere from like 20 minutes to 45 minutes before reading every single reading I do. And it's just because I want to give my best. I want to know that I did everything um, for my clients. Like I I just want to show up for my clients, you know? So that is my process. I'll journal sometimes. I will always light sage because sage, I love the smell. I use oils. um, I use incense. Sometimes I'll use candlelight, little bit of um, affirmations. Like if I feel like my energy is lower, like my, um, my confidence is low. I will um, write write words of like affirmations or gratitude, whatever it is, like just to get myself in that space because it is like if I'm feeling crummy or sick or tired or stressed, it does it does play effect in the way that I communicate with spirit. It does. So I have to keep myself in the right mind space to connect. Yeah, that's really important. I do the same. I mean, there are times where I have energy that day and I'm like ready to go and I can feel spirit. And then if I feel like my energy is low, I might be kind of like pre-migraine or whatever. I do a whole, okay, I lift up my my energy and I'll be like, I'm excited. And then I'll say, I trust your spirit. I trust you. It's all going to be great. You have to kind of give yourself like an affirmation, like Jessica's affirmations where I'm like, I love spirit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just do the whole thing to get my energy up. And I always wonder like, I hope, you know, there's never a time where right before reading, someone's like, I don't, I don't love you anymore <laughs> or, whatever oh it is, or whatever, you know, and you're like, um, okay. I don't know if I can go into a reading now, but yes. I think it's so, not, yeah. Tell me what you're going to say. So I had a friend, um, my friend lives across the street and like two minutes before I had done all my meditations. For some reason, I was drawn to go check my front door and I looked out the door and my friend, um, had her kids in the front yard and they, they had the ambulance there. And I was like, Oh my God, I have no time. Like, do I come back to my client or do I just like let my friend do her thing? And I was like trying to text my client. I sat down and I was like, can I connect now? And I was like picking up on spirit. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to see if my friend's kids are okay. Like maybe it's some sort of small accident. And luckily it was, he had just burned his little pinky or something along those lines. So it was nothing super serious, but it was like that jolt of like, <laughs> I don't even know, like that fear, it, it, it did affect me. Maybe it was just more in my, like my mind too. Like, man, cause I know how much it plays a role. So, but luckily I had a pretty good reading. Um, nothing, nothing terrible. (laughs) Yeah. I've, I found that even when I've had a migraine, I've been able to still, I have to remember, like, unless I'm sick, I can still do it. It's just, I'd rather be at my peak, but I think it still works if it's meant to work. So in summation, uh, what is just because of your whole experiences in your life up till now, what is it that you'd most like for people to know? It's a broad question. I ask everyone, like, what do you want people to know? I would love people to know how forgiving spirit is and how loving spirit is. Um, and that they're always connected with us like that unconditional, that, that connection that we share with our loved ones will never be broken never um you know and that is something that I and I always tell my clients like after my readings like just because I release spirit doesn't mean you do like you know your loved ones are going to go home with you they're always going to be with you and that is something that I always want for those those clients that are really deep in their grief or who just lost a child or just watched their mom pass away you know like I want them to know that they're always going to be with you that's that's the main the main wish that I, or the main thing that I would want my clients to know is that they're always going to be with you. That is so beautiful, Nikki. I love that. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And I believe, remind me again, you don't have a website, your word of mouth and people can contact you on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. So I also have a Google business and you can just Google Nikki Blair, the medium. Um, But if you can't find me there, um, you can find me at my IG, which I had given it to you in the beginning. And then that underneath. um, Yeah. That's where you can book um, readings with me. 
Wonderful. Or if you just want to follow me, you can follow me on TikTok. Um, those are my two main sources of getting in contact with me. Thank you. I, I recommend everyone do that because like I said, um, Nikki posts a lot of clips from her readings, which when I'm looking to be read by a medium, I want to see how they work and I want to mm -hmm. see that they're legit. So mm -hmm. that's she and I both do that to just because it's it's like a portfolio. And yeah. so uh, it's really I love watching her. It's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. uh, Instagram accounts to follow because that's my jam. So if it's your jam, follow Nikki. If you'd like a reading from Nikki, please reach out to her. Highly recommend her, not just as a spirit connector, but as just the most empathic, warm, compassionate human who will take good care of you. So Nikki, thank you thank so you. much for being here today. It was so fun to have this conversation with you and I really appreciate your time and energy. Yes. Thank you so much for having me on. Bye.